We are back with another Morning Roast edition of the Black Window Cream Podcast, where every Wednesday morning we deep dive into creative topics with the goal of giving you a daily dose of motivation and inspiration. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Realverse World. This is my co-host, David Malave. What's up, Dave? What's up, man? Um, what's today's topic? Today's topic is uh, three tips for touring videographers. Three tips for touring videographers. Yes, we are going to Schoolboy Q's show tonight. He's performing in L.A. Um, we're actually doing an in-the-field episode on his tour manager, Keem, who was previously on the podcast, so look out for that in the new series. Um, but since we're going, we're going to shoot some shit just to shoot some shit and figured we'd kind of chop it up on this topic for a little bit. But if this is your first time tuning to the podcast, you're probably wondering. What the fuck is Black With No Cream? Great question. Black Window Cream is the illest educational resource for content creators fueled by caffeine. Or at least I take my coffee, Black Window Cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. We have thousands of members from all around the world working together by sharing content, asking for feedback, passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth. And you can join our private group if you want to by going to bwnc.com slash join. We would love to fucking have you. Please join. And without further ado, I bring to you this morning roast episode in the second most epic podcast intro ever created right motherfucking now. Welcome back. Another morning roast. This is great to be here. And I really, really, really want to let y'all know that the contest is almost done, right? Yes, sir. I think it's uh, deadlines this Saturday, the 14th, midnight Pacific time. Um, if you if you've been living under a, a motherfucking rock, where we partner with Four Successful Living and Diesel um, to bring to you the last contest of 2019 for Black Window Cream, um, and the prize is major. We're giving away a two thousand dollar gift card to bnhphotovideo.com. You should look at the website if you haven't heard about it. But if you're trying to get a new lens or camera or something, you got two K to throw at that. Anything you get lights, you anything, get whatever you want, literally anything on that website. Um, but yeah, so basically, uh, this Saturday the contest is finished. You submit all of your content until midnight. You have until midnight Pacific time to submit your contest or con- your submission. Just go to bwnc.com slash contest to register if you haven't registered yet, but also to submit your content there. There's like an explanation of how to do that shit. Make sure to read all the requirements and the submission directions. You got to post on Instagram with the hashtag and email us. Yeah. So make sure you follow all of that. Otherwise, you will not be qualified to win the bag. Um... Yeah, so we're excited to see all of your guys' content. So make sure to submit that shit. What else? Is there anything else to talk about before we get into this? Top three finalists from this round will oh, right. move on to the final round uh, to compete for the grand prize. So I think they're sending them a bunch of like diesel clothes to yeah, do. Yeah, I think, I think we're going to get some diesel product out there so you can, you can create with some real gear. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. So basically, if you win, if you're one of the top three finalists of this first round, you're moving on to the final heat which means you got to go head to head with the other two other people and whoever makes the illest lifestyle commercial around the actual gear, actual diesel product, um, is going to really, you know, get the clout, win the bag, and then they're going to build a relationship with, with those brands, which is going to be amazing. So great contest opportunity. Um, don't sleep, get on it now. What else? Is that it? That's it. That's it. Let's get into it. Um, three tips. Yeah. Three tips. I mean, since we're going there, it's not like we're on tour right now, but yeah, I've had some tour experience under my belt. So have you, and I figured we've done one on photography. 
Was it on tour tour photography? Yeah, I think we called it four tips for content photographers. Right. So there, you know, it's about photography. So we kind of want to uh, gear this one more towards the video side because we got a lot of video people, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that that was more so just in general concepts, but this is kind of about being on tour and being right. on tour is completely different. Uh, if you're working the aspect of like, say you're the videographer for the artist or a lot of people do both photo and video, but, um, just creating content for an artist on the road, it can be difficult. And I feel like there's three things that are important that we should highlight, um, throughout this episode that might be, uh, you might already expect it or have known about it, but it's, it's good to highlight. So the first thing I think that we should talk about is like being readily available. Um, I don't know how, if that became more apparent to you when you started the tour, if you, you realize that you're basically on call, like if you're wor- working with an artist, you're it's 24 hours a day, seven days a week, whatever. There's no clock in clock out. You're really on call the entire time when you start working with these people. Um, and the reason for that is you, they, they may decide to get up in the, at 3 AM because we're in Vegas and go shoot craps and they might want that captured or that may help tell your story. And if you're sleeping, you miss out on a moment, right? But but I feel like that's where like a difficult, like it's like finding a balance in life because you can get burnt out really quickly on tour if you don't kind of stand up for the times where you're like, yo, I'm literally sleeping. I need yeah. to sleep from one to 7 a.m. Please let me sleep from one to there, seven. There's a, there's a balance, I think, you know. Uh, I think to first start off with this point, it's like the idea of being available doesn't necessarily mean you gotta be up 24 hours a day, but it's like, have your camera ready mm-hmm. you know what i mean and be anticipating moments because like some of them like you can't plan out you can't expect some of the great moments to happen i'm sure you can especially with if when you tour with q and there's a bunch of everyone's just talking in the bus and all of a sudden they start slap boxing or they start saying some funny stuff and you were just you're just chilling your cameras at, like across the bus right and it's the battery's dead right you know what i mean you miss it so it's like being ready being able to anticipate moments like i can't tell you how many times on tour like you you think nothing's happening and then all of a sudden like the dancers or some funny people, some people start doing some funny stuff or, or the artist starts coming up and, and talking to a fan or whoever, whatever it is. And those moments are so key and they're, they're rare. Cause you can't recreate those. Like the show is recreatable right. cause it happens again. Yeah. But like those moments are the ones that are key. And so it's like being available, being ready. I think like you never know when they're going to be like, yo, we got to do this. And you got to have your, your, like have your memory cards ready. Your, your, mm-hmm. your battery ready. Lenses yeah. cleaned all at all times. You know what I mean? And if you, if you're not, then that could be the reason why you don't get asked to tour again or you don't you get asked to leave the tour early or something because if you're a person that's just very much in your own world and you wanna, you know, you look at touring, like the first time I toured, the first few times I toured was like mad DIY, right? But then when I went on Q's tour, this is like my first real tour, my first real artist, client, whatever you wanna call it, that I was working with for them. I was on the artist bus, I was creating for them. And I didn't see anything. Like when we went to Europe again with B and J, like we got to Europe and we started like going, making sure we took advantage of any opportunity where they were like quote unquote days off. And I got to experience Europe, but I'd already been in Europe. Like I've been in Europe for a month and a half and didn't, I don't remember anything. Like I saw the Eiffel Tower for like 30 minutes cause it was cold and no one wanted to go. You know what I mean? But every other moment I was just sitting there editing, working, get on the bus, go do another show, hop off, do the same repeat uh, session. And I didn't get to experience anything. And I think a lot of people look at it like, oh, touring is a way to experience the world and see the things. And it's like, not that's not really what you're there for. Right. The artists, it may be an opportunity for them to go experience the world because they're the ones that got to be able to experience this. They're the ones that are getting to fly across the world to see this, whatever the fuck. 
But if you go with that intention of like, this is my opportunity to get my own content, get cool photos of me doing dope shit by a fucking waterfall or whatever, like yeah. that's not what this is for. This isn't this trip's not for you. That's why you're there to create the content. The best part is if that person decides that they want to go above and beyond to like get outside of their comfort zone and get out, go out before a show and go see something or go eat somewhere or whatever. And you get to like tag along and create that content. But if there are days off, you get to go see those, you take advantage of it. But most of the time you're, you're there to create stories about what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like we kind of found a loophole on tour where they're like, we really want to capture the cities and we're like, Oh dope. So we get to go <laughs> right. see the shit, shoot the city. We just go get to shoot. We call it shoot. Yeah. Go out and shoot the city. We're, like, we're going out and shoot the city and we might get like a couple shots that would work for our edit and then get to like, go have lunch at some, you know, unique place that I might not ever right. eat or, again. Or, or like, you know, just go see this, see the, the cities in, in the perspective of like trying to show someone else what that city is like, you know right. what I mean? Which allows you to go see the places you want to see anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like even then, like, yeah, you're going to, but you also don't want to get locked into that. Cause it's like, if you can get up at seven in the morning and call times at 11 or 10 or whatever, if you can, and you know, there's a spot and it would be sick if I got a hyperlapse there or this drone shot would be tight or I want to capture some, some culture, you know what I mean? And you throw those into your content. Now you're getting more than the show and you're getting, you're getting like a depth of like where you are. So it's like, um, you know, you, you're there to create the content, but also that might mean you want to sleep less because you want to go out and get more stuff, you know, Right. which I go into the, the second one. Yeah, storytelling is like. So it's the second one's called just storytelling <laughs> in general. We Sorry, always man. we always talk about storytelling, but you know it's got to be hammered in. Ben Ben wants to hammer it in, but uh, I think we want to talk about specifically is the idea of like I think it's easy to get sucked into the show, right? Um, you know, because shooting shows is awesome, music's awesome, everything's you know things are lit. Like if you're an ADM, there's pyro. If you're if you're in another show, there's there's a bunch of production. The crowds are big, but some of the best moments and some of the best content, like the content that resonates the most, I think is the content that incorporates everything else outside of the tour that the fans don't get to see because the fans are at the show. Right. And like you did that super well with Q store. So like, yeah, what do you have to say about that? Yeah. I think that's the number one lesson that I could ever suggest. So I don't know why we put it as number two on this list, but <laughs> number one, it's like being able to go and captivate what is happening throughout these two months or five months, whatever it is. Um, with the person that everyone looks up to. Like this person has fans. These fans pull up and pay money to come into the show. They love seeing that, feeling that energy, feeling the new music, hearing this live show, whatever it is. But they don't get to see what it's like behind the curtain or whatever. And being able to really dial in the way you, I guess, share that with them is an art in itself. And when I always say like, be able to tell stories, if you're creating, if you're participating in the contest we're doing right now, how can you tell a story in 30 seconds? How can you make me watch it and not just be like, it's just cool shot after cool shot after cool shot. And then all of a sudden I'm bored because it's just a shit ton of cool shots. And it's just like a highlight reel. You know what I mean? Right. Then after the fifth show, it looks the same. Yeah. Like how do, how do I make you become married to the content where you can't wait to watch the next episode? Like right now I'm watching whatever that shit is on HBO. Uh, the morning show and I fucking love the morning show right now. I'm hooked. They got me hooked, right? It's mm-hmm. because the story is really, really fucking good. Mm-hmm. And I hate that I just watched the last episode. I have to wait till next Friday to watch that shit, right. but I will watch it on that Friday. And that's what you want. Cause, Oh, it's not HBO. It's Apple. But if App- Apple wouldn't invest in a show, that's not going to make me think like that. Not make me remember that it's Friday. And what are, what are my favorite things about Friday? Some people look at it like, Oh, I'm fucking off work at five and I have two days off. I look at it like, Oh, the morning show's coming out at 6 PM or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? I know it's embedded in me because it's that good. So creating something that can tell that can hook me and make me anticipate 
what's coming next. Like I, I know that this episode ended with this drama happening. I want to see how that plays out in the next episode because not only did they just promise me another one's coming or whatever, like that's the art of building that story. And that's what, you know, built a wild fan base for me and made Black Widow Cream and all that shit because it was able to captivate people and it was creative. Yeah. And the way that you were able to like create storylines and then pick them back up in multiple episodes really made it like a web series, which is like, you know, there's been, uh, you know, only a certain amount of people have been able to do that on like the touring level, I feel like. Yeah. And other people that we all, you know, look up to. Right. But I also think it's like what the coolest thing is about this content, what like, you know, any, it doesn't matter if it's Beyonce's documentary or if it's Q's web series or, or, or any web series. It's like, being able to show a fan what this artist that they just see through the music and this the big highlights and you know on a pedestal like what they are as humans you know what i mean like right. see them in these moments and and, and get person like show this person's personality and show how the, what the team is build the characters of like that's my favorite thing about your episodes was like everyone had their own little, little character like right. you developed smack you developed mac you developed like you know what i mean so yeah. get, you know there, there's a driver there's a there's the dj there's the the opening artists right. whatever it is and like all those create stories and all those people mean something and showing like what this artist is like and telling them more about them is what makes the content so like like the fans obsessed to watch it because it's right. like cool for the doc it's like B's literally telling you what her was going through her mind throughout the entire process you know what I mean yeah, the, why things, did this person make sense for Coachella you know right. what I mean like why did she bring this this guitar player or why is it all female or why is it a marching band or why is it you know what I mean all those things really make that click for the fans because right. they other than that they're just people behind her you know what i mean or people behind him like you just look at it like that like why are they why did that person make it how did they become that person or what's their relationship like when they're you know not on camera or whatever you know on camera on stage whatever you want to see like that shit becomes something that people gravitate towards and becomes like addicting like and honestly even on q's tour like to go back to that example it's like I when I was just saying this in the interview I was just doing, but mm -hmm. like starting out the tour, I didn't know anybody, right? I didn't know who everyone was. I didn't know what their characteristics were like, but I knew that they were funny and I knew they pranked each other. So I needed, to, I ran with that information and it was about like creating these characters out of these people, but that would take me being exhausted and I had already done an entire, you know, day and a half of work and then they all start rolling dice in the bus and then that rolling dice in the bus literally at last two hours and it's dark and it doesn't look great. You know what I mean? But they're funny as fuck. And it, to me, it's like, okay, I'm shooting with my camera and then also my arms. I'm literally like so exhausted that I can't even just hold a DSLR on my hands anymore. Cause I've been doing it all day that I'm like switching to my phone. Cause I'm like, I'd rather get this content. <laughs> and then one thing happens there for 20 seconds that I'm able to pull and utilize in a long form piece that has nothing to do with the rest of that two hours I just filmed. But that one 30 second thing like made the rest of the content make sense or added value to that shit. Right. Or it might be the thing that people remember the most and it's right. because you're willing to like sit there and like go get it. Yeah. That goes back to what I was just talking to him about was we were, um, when I was just being interviewed for something else, but while I was being interviewed, I was talking about skateboarding, like the art of like filming my friend try to do like some ridiculous trick on a rail and I would literally skate next to him and we'd have to restart. And I did that same path and filmed the exact same shot over and over and over again. Every time he got closer and closer, closer, then he got farther away from getting it. And then one time he sticks it three or four hours later and we get this one shot, you know what I mean? And to be able to ride that out and the reward of getting it is like the best fucking feeling that you could ever ask for and it's the most rewarding feeling and that's what i think 
makes you understand why we work so hard. Like, why am I, why the fuck am I still awake? Why the fuck am I doing all of this? You know what I mean? You, those questions will come up, but having had that reward or having felt the outcome, having done all this work and then seeing Coachella's become a film that is nominated, like mm-hmm. Emmy nominated, Grammy nominated, like seeing that, that's like, holy shit. Like all those tiring hours, those long days, you don't get to talk to your family, your friends, you get pulled away from everything that you normally have. It all becomes irrelevant because the reward is there. You see the final outcome. You feel that, that final like hoorah or whatever the fuck. And that shit brings it all back together. You know what I mean? Right. So but that, Again, storytelling. It's just massive, massive impact that you can create for the audience viewing and you just have to think outside the box. Like I think the last, like one thing that I just thought of about this is I just want to, we can end with this is like, uh, like I feel like the hardest thing to do is you kind of just want to like ride and get the content as it happens. And if you're with a crew that just is always doing dope shit, then the content will just come to you right. and you can just capture it. Right. But I feel like a lot, the hardest thing is to go, you have to go find the story. Like the story doesn't always just happen. It's like, you have to be thinking like when you're walking around tour and especially like maybe you're creating a first episode and you're like, what's, what's the story of this tour? Like what is interesting? You have to find those things. You have to go ask people the stories. And that's, right. we would always sit down, you know, Ed, the creative director for B would always be like, there's go find the stories today. And we would always right. laugh. Cause it was like, there's no story today. We're just sitting around. Yeah. Like, everyone's tired. There's their, fr- they're, sta- they're staging and like they're sitting there for four hours, but right. You know what I mean? There, there are stories there and like part of it is being the hunter and like going and finding like, you know, today, what's the story about today? Oh, today, you know, he's sick. Right. Today he's sick and his voice hurts and it's LA and it's the biggest show ever. Like, let me go ask him what it means to him that this show is the largest cap he's ever played and, and, and his hometown and, and he's sick today or right. whatever. You right. know what I mean? Right. And right. then that whatever soundbite you get or whatever reaction you get from other people or what, going and hunting fans in the crowd that we always would try to do even though. That can all be packaged later. Yeah, it could all create something. That mm-hmm. doesn't happen if you just like, oh, there's th- three hours to the show. Let me just chill, which is like right. the hardest thing because you're tired. But going on hunting stuff like helps you build something, you know? Damn, I thought of something earlier and I wanted to say it and now I fucking forgot. That's the worst. That's why you always got to type it in this thing. I know. But then right. I wasn't listening to you and I felt. I appreciate you listening God to damn me. it. Number three is uh, quick turnarounds. Yeah, that's 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 like fuck man to be able to one thing is like telling stories right you have to build relationships so to be able to make someone vulnerable enough to talk to their camera and give you real shit that you could use you have to become someone that they trust or you know what i mean like you're you're there for a reason they all know that but like why should they give a shit or give you any other two cents right so one trick that i've found is like by being able to showcase your craft, whatever it is. Like if say if you're new to a tour. Oh, I know what I was gonna say earlier. All right, back up. Before I get into the art of being able to provide value, right? Mm. Being you can also get caught up in in the comfortability of like I see too many people like sticking with an artist, right? So if they're with the, the I'm blah 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 as a videographer. Okay, cool. But if you don't leave that person alone or go explore other opportunities, like there are people there are entire production crews that tour with these artists that people never go out of their way to even meet because they think that that doesn't matter because they're with fucking, you know, whoever Cardi, I don't know, Cardi B or something. Like if you're with Cardi B and you only film Cardi B, but there's like 60 other people that make Cardi B, Cardi B, that's 
60 story opportunities that can all play a part and you could showcase some of that it might take away from you having just cardi b content but that also adds value to like who empowers her to become and perform like she does or to make the visuals look like they do or the sound sound like they do or whatever like like that's important to be able to like feel okay to leave the stage and not put yourself in the position of being like well like i'm there i need to be with them like Yeah, just, you're always, yeah, you're always like, oh, they're not doing anything. Like, I'll, I'll, I'm chilling. But yeah, it's I'm like, good. Yeah, that's, but that's uh, that's time. That's it's time. That p- you can go part out. of like hunting for stories, you know. But going back, all right. So switching forward, I just want to note quick, on that. But number three, quick turnaround. Yeah. So with the ability of like building relationships with these people to be able to make them feel comfortable with you, I've found by providing like content, like by being able to like oh, this person, I don't think they fucking know what I do. You know what I mean? Like I just got tossed into this situation or they just asked me to come out. They've, I've never worked with them ever. A great example is ASAP Ferg. Like we met and I'm directing this thing for Need for Speed and he comes in and he's just there because he's getting paid to be in the content. But I sit down, I'm like, yo, here's my vision. This is what I want to do with you. Super simple. Like it's going to be chilling. Like we'll knock it out quick or whatever. You'll see it. You'll see what it how it'll come together later. It's just VFX heavy. All right, cool, cool, cool. And he was just kind of down. And then slowly through the process, I would shoot something and then show him what it looked like and be like, oh shit, that looks crazy. Like I just find the right moment to be like, yo, check, see what I'm saying? And he can start to see the vision. He's oh yeah, bet, bet, that's cool. Then go to the next day where I see him again and I'm able to actually bring that piece cut together. I just stayed up in the hotel or whatever it was and did something and then sent it to Kavika. Kavika did his little thing to it and then I was able to put it back on my phone. So when I saw him again, I'm like, yo, check this out, blah, blah, blah. And I play him three options, three things that I'm working towards. I'm like, they're not done, but you get the idea. That's where it was like, bro, this shit's crazy. Yo, this and that. Like he already gave me his number, but he's like, we got to work this, this and that. Like those conversations started because now he's continuing to see the vision. Dude, we got to work on this and this and this and this but he wasn't thinking that before he met me. Like just cause I'm the director doesn't mean I'm the shit. You know what I mean? Like why, why should he consider me someone that he could collaborate with or he could see eye to eye with and being able to turn shit around that quick was able to open up the conversation. Like honestly, I would have tried to do it the day, like right there in that moment if I could have, but I knew I was going to see him again the next day. So I right. had 24 hours and you, you know have so much other stuff to do, but yeah. another artist to come through and everything. But yeah, yeah. I think like I did, I, that's one thing I always learned from you was like, you're, you've always been very sly with like, having like you'll have the content ready on your phone and you'll just find the right moment and those little interactions as opposed to like waiting to email it or oh, I'll send it to your manager and I won't talk to him I'll send it to his manager or right. whatever like right. being able to have it there not only sh- like you get these people hyped they're like damn because they just shot with you right mm-hmm. and you're already showing them right away that it was tight like they get a they get like a connection with you and right. as, as it goes with tours I think this even works better with like if you're trying to get on tour and you're working going off shows or you're shooting for a venue or you're trying to make a relationship with the artist like if you're going out and shooting a video for an artist, like, and you can go home and cut the edit overnight, like, stay up, stay up till five in the morning if you need to, cut right. that video and have it ready for them in the morning, right? Because that is how, like, I can't tell you how many times that that'll just create the biggest relationship. Because it's mm-hmm. like, you can wait, like, oh, I'll just chill, I'll go, I'll drink after the show, and then you know what I mean, I'll go hang out with people, and then in the morning I'll get to the editing the photos and the videos. So it's right. like, by that time, like they're on to the next one or yeah. you have to try to get it through people to get it to that person. But if you can, like you always said, like if you can, if you shoot a photo and you have some time, edit that thing right now, edit that thing right now, have it on your phone be like, yo, check this out. I just shot this of you. Right. Like you want me to, and you, you always said like airdrop was the key. Cause it's like, you could just be like, yo, I'll airdrop it to you. Like not even no pressure. And, and then you never know. You might get past the person that they actually have shooting for them. Right. Let's say if you're going on one off. So it's like, I think, uh, and you, we always talk about with tours too is like the relevancy, relevancy of content. Like if the show happened, if the LA show happens today, right? 
people are going to really care about it till like Friday. Right. Who came out? Who who right. did Q bring out on stage? Is there any special guests? Like what what's the show look like? How big is it? Blah 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 blah. If you can go and make like like tonight, I for sure will cut like at least three little micro moments that I can send text to him in the morning or I'll probably have it to him, you know, by the time we get, I don't know what we're doing tonight, but yeah. after the show, whatever, as soon as I possibly can, you know, I'll he's going to want to post in the morning if he's going to post yeah. like that. Like most artists will post the next morning if, if they're playing till midnight or whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So you have till that time. Right. And to me, it's like, regardless, it's just showing the magnitude of this person and what they're capable of doing in general, like being able to pull out this, this many people in this big of a venue with this much, you know, when it's raining and blah, blah, all these things like that's a story to tell. Like, so technically if I was traveling, that could be part of the story It's like, fuck, it's raining and it's shitty out. And guess what? Doesn't matter. His fans give a fuck and they're here and look at them in line and I'm out there with them and I'm talking to them and maybe they're telling me about how long they've been waiting in the rain. That's, that's how you develop a story. Like you have to look at it from that angle. You know what I mean? Um, if I were, creating the thing but tonight I'm just chilling you know what I mean <laughs> yeah so just yeah, quick quick turnarounds of, and always like one one side thing to this is like um, like for example you've told me stories about like just the episodes and it would be like you know those things take time to create you can't just like if someone says like where's the episode and it's been like a week and mm-hmm. you've been there's been like six shows in a row like how are you gonna cut the episode so quick turnarounds like it's not always possible we're not saying it's always possible but like but, but like, not, what, you don't need to have an episode by tomorrow morning no, but you can have content like that's what coolest thing about we did is like we like we were turning around content within three hours of the show ending every night. And it's like, people wanted it and they, you know, the team loved the, like once that started rolling, they loved like that, that was possible. Like that wasn't possible for this tour. It was like now, instead of waiting for forever, it's like right away, you can see what that show looked like in that stadium with right. this outfit and right. whatever. Yeah. You know, but, and also like for, for Q's thing, the first three days when they're hounding me for edits and I'm still developing characters in my mind and getting the content, trying to piece it together, being able to just be like, I say it up front, like, yo, this is going to be quick because what I'm doing is quick. I should have it to you by this day and constantly give updates. That's still turning around the content. Like you don't have to necessarily like have, um, you know, fucking, I don't know, like one, boomerang or some shit of someone doing something to like feel like you're giving them something because that might be underselling your what your goal is like if you come in giving up the full piece yeah if your strategy is to make like a solid eight minute thing and you give away portions of that or your best shot you get your best shot then it's like it's not cool but that could help sell your eight minute thing because when they see that thing like damn exactly and you just give that to them really quick It, it might not work you have to be strategic as fuck about how you present certain things to be able to hook people sometimes it may be as simple as just showing like for me with kembe when i first was at south by southwest and we were sitting there and i got linked with kembe and that he's like, you know, just chilling, but he's new. He, I thought he was way bigger than he was at the time. And he's about to go play at his biggest show. And I'm just sitting there like, Hey, I'm new. I don't know you, uh, but I'm going to shoot you. If I bother you, just let me know. All right. Yeah, cool. Didn't really give a fuck about me at all. And then 20 minutes later, he's sitting there watching another artist playing. He's just banging his head and his dreads are flying in the air and the lights look crazy. And I shot it real quick in slow motion. And I knew it was fire. And I like scrubbed through on my five D and I like showed him, in slow-mo the shot and he could see it and he literally turned around and he's like bro whatever you need to do you're you got it you're my guy like this is this shit looks crazy and that was all he needed to be able to trust me and then the rest of the week was fucking cakewalk because he was like oh, i already know what ben's gonna do then i provide the edit oh shit that's what ben does and then moose is calling me no blah, blah, blah. you know what i mean like that's right. where it, that's how you strategically plant your seed to be able to like allow them to trust you right you know? and i think uh just 
going off that because yeah like i do agree and sometimes like you want to save your best shit for the most impactful like the little clip or the little whatever like those things are cool but they go they come and go so fast but like the piece lives forever so you got to save your best stuff but like for example we were in dutch we were we shot with dutch bros in vegas Mm. right that video was not going to be done for another two weeks we didn't it it took a while but we knew that video was going to take a while right but you we got back to the hotel and you're like dave uh cut together a couple moments and we went through boom we cut we cut them we colored them we put on the phone the next time we saw the client we showed them and they, and they got hyped. They sent it to the people. And so we already locked in with them. They're like, all right, the video's going to be dope. Yeah. And then we now we know, like, we, we've we assured them that we're turning around some dope content and we're already on it. We've already put it, like, cut things, cut together Cause selects. Because I knew it was safe to show them that because there was going to be an extra layer I was adding to what I was going to show them today. Same with, uh, with um, Ferg shit. Mm-hmm. It's like what I showed him was, it's almost like I'm giving it up but I knew there was going to be an extra layer the next time he saw it. So it would be another wow factor. And that was what I, why I felt comfortable to be able to do that. And I know, all right, cool. Now that just opens up the floodgates to get even more opportunities with whoever you're showing it to, because now they trust you in that moment. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's like pick and choosing your battles to be able to, to um, make sure you're, you're, you know, planting your seed in that way. Like being able to make them understand your value and what you're capable of doing, how you're going to be able to bang it out quick and give them something that they can be proud of in the moment or whatever. Right. And is that like you're reliable. Like they know like, oh, ben, Ben's, Ben's going to have this shit to me. Yeah. Right? Like, you know what I mean? I would sit like- in the venues before at Chris Brown shit with my fucking laptop in the hallway with all my gear. I'm sitting there dumping footage because I couldn't just air Wi-Fi transfer shit to my phone at that time. Like right. pounding out shit in Lightroom, exporting and sending my phone. This is not like... I did whatever it would take to be able to, to make that happen. And, and I've been doing that since I got here. Like, that's just like the main thing that's elevated my shit. You had bonus on here. Yeah. I think this is super key just for touring. And I want to always want to mention it is like b- the bonus tip for touring videographers or touring people in general is like, is be, I, I put here, be a good hang, yeah, which like is super, sentence. super important. It's like in order to get the best content and in, in order to, uh, make an impact on the people you're working with. You got to be able to like be a, like relatable. You get, you, be relatable and be a part of the squad. Like you don't want to be like, Oh, that's the nerd in the corner that just like does stuff. Like sometimes you got to put the camera down and just go hang out with people. You got to talk to them about things that have nothing to do with work. Talk to without pe- the camera in their face, because that's how you develop the relationships and make the content better, but also helps you out because if you like one of the best things that we did we, when we go on tour for so long, especially with Coachella, like we're re- I'm like, we're like real friends with the people that we work with that end up hiring us. Mm-hmm. Like we're real friends Like we'll text them. We'll go out to dinner, whatever. And that creates a lasting relationship that lasts forever. So like when the next time something happens, it's like you're in the phone book, you know what I mean? And that's really important. And also uh, is like, you know what I mean? Making like the relationships you make are viable. Cause there's all the people on tour, like especially like the crew and everyone else, like, the relationships you make, hang out with them. Like if you just walk to them, and be like, yo, how you doing today? As opposed to just like, which we did sometimes we're so focused. We just like blow by them. Like they don't exist. And like those people, those relationships matter because they might help you out. Right. You know what I mean? Next time that you walk upstairs and power's about to go off, they don't like yell at you. They're like, yo, you know shoot what I mean? it from here. Yeah, and they can start it. giving you tips or, or, or you're interviewing someone and they feel okay to talk to you about it because they know who you are now. They know your personality. They know what you're asking for. Right, like, like y'all had a beer, had a beer last Wednesday and y'all talked about sports. And right. now, now y'all are homies. So you come up to me like, yo man, I just, can I get a sound back from you? Like, yeah, no problem, dude. Right. Whatever. So yeah, that, no, that's great. That's a bonus tip. Be a good hang. I like that. <laughs> um, all right, this is good. I think this was a great good episode. I know we got to, 
I need a jet. I gotta go to the to the forum. Yeah, now. I was gonna think that's like fucking forty minutes away. But um, so should we skip this? No, as you know, as you all motherfuckers know, we always end every morning roast with the question of the day from our Patreon community. Um, if you want a chance to have your question answered on the podcast, sign up now at jointhehomies.com and ask a question in the private Discord channel. Uh, all right, the question of the day is, is from ja- another jacket. There's multiple jacket types in in, uh, in Discord, so shout out to the Jacks. And they, he says, it might be too late. And actually, it's not too late. Have you ever felt like you're in a creative rut or felt like your work was a particular client was getting repetitive? How do you recommend pushing yourself out of this and finding new ways to look at the same circumstances? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I saw I saw a post from uh, Dusty Dink. He's a black one crew member, homie. Mm-hmm. And uh, he posted some like some like cool photo edit, uh, Photoshop thing that he made. And you know he has his own company. He's probably working on a lot of corporate work. And he said that he's like, stopped all that had this idea in Photoshop of some wild shit that has nothing to do with what he usually does, made it, turned out dope, and that regenerated him. And I think that's super key. Like, even when we're working here on Black With No Cream, like, sometimes when I, like, when I just go back and find some content to make dope, it, like, that revives me because it's, like, creative and I get to just, like, do what I love to do, Right. right? And if you're always working, like, if you're always creating corporate videos, you're always making weddings, but, like, put it down and go out and try to shoot something else. Right. make a video that's literally just because you want to make a video or right. shoot photos like literally like on tour my one of my favorite things to do was uh was get up early and i would go just go out in the city and just take photos for myself i would shoot hyperlapses for myself they never went anywhere shoot and a I fucking just, bird or some yeah shit. bird or shoot, shoot a sunset shoot a beach shoot a, a building right and those photos are some of my favorites like i would go i went out to india we had like 20 minutes off i went into the market and just shot the people and like the stuff. And I literally love those photos. I was so pissed I didn't go to that fucking market. Yeah. Everyone and got something dope. L- L- Lauren Butte was like, you want to go to the market? Cause she didn't want to go by herself. I was like, hell yeah, brought my camera. Right. Just went out there, shot stuff. And like those, for those, like for me, it's like those last forever. And it's like, we had a long ass day, but that right there, it was like, I'm creating for myself. Right. You know, which yeah. is like always Energy booster, me. bro. Yeah. Um, that was good. Uh, let's talk about the iTunes reviews. Every, every week we, um, highlight a new review uh, from anyone who leaves one on our iTunes um, and we appreciate you for doing that and that's why we're sending you some very rare Black Window Cream stickers uh, so if you want a chance to win some free Black Window Cream stickers drop us a review on Apple Podcasts that'd be fire this one's from <laughs> speaking of fire <laughs> this review is from Eric Explosion. what a name Eric Explosion, and the title of his review is Pure Fire five stars thanks bro the morning roast opening jingle wins for best podcast intro ever. My whole family sings it. Holy shit. So if sick. Th- if that's the truth, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Please send us a video of your whole family singing this, uh, preferably in front of like a Christmas tree and it's like your Christmas card photo shoot. <laughs> but then you also shot this video that'd be lit. Uh, he says this podcast, this is the podcast to listen to, um, for the stuff they didn't teach you in film school. Also your response about drones on episode 131. Know your worth was the most gangster shit I've ever heard. Type. I don't even remember what I said honestly about drones, but I'm sure it was fucking hard as shit. All right. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, All right. That's it for the episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Morning Rose. Make sure to check out our latest podcast episode with Chris Parsons. Um, We just dropped that on Sunday. Kendrick Lamar's photographer. And uh, this Sunday, we have Morgan Cooper coming up. Um, Motherfucker is a beast director. So excited for you to hear that episode. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. We'll see you next week, you bitch.